Howdy, hi-ho. Welcome to Friday. That means it's Daniel Discussion Day. I'm Steve Durr. I'm here with... Steve Thompson. And... Erica Mariglia. Erica Mariglia. I always get that last <laughs> wow, name. That was rough for you. Sorry, Erica. <laughs> Those it's, Italian you're names. You're not the only one. Yeah, I like it though. It's good. It, it, mine's Durr. It just sounds like... <laughs> yeah. It's pretty hard, you know? And I always wanted to have a kid named Eleve. Oh, yeah. Durr. And then Escalay. Dirt. Dirt. Yeah, Fun. isn't that pretty cool? Fun. Yeah. So anyway, for uh, for all you guys listening today, uh, we're excited to have Erica with us today. And so we are looking at Daniel chapter 9 through 10. And we had some great devotions this week from the Watermark Faith fam on these. Any come to mind for uh, for you, Tams? I mean, they're all really good. It's hard to like highlight um, just one. But I got to tell you, the visual of Kyle now as this as the angelic figure with legs of burnished bronze. You're talking about Hillary Madison's flaming. husband, Kyle. Hillary Madison's husband, husband Kyle. Yes. So I will forever now see him as that Jesus figure. Mm. Just that's powerful. Yeah, with just ripped quads and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because it wasn't like I don't envision like the tunic that's down to the ankles. I no. envision a guy with the tunic that's kind of like the way too short. Tunic. Yes, right. exactly. like the Roman one. Yeah. Yeah. There exactly. You go. So, uh, wrong, wrong decade, wrong century, (laughs) wrong everything, wrong culture. I thought it was really interesting how Jeff and Ella, I loved that they did the devotional together, uh, Jeff and his daughter, Ella. And I loved how he, Jeff used the illustration of the whole idea of corporate confession. And do you really want to take ownership of something your younger brothers and sisters did? And you've even tried to get them to stop, but then they do wrong. Why should you get in trouble along with them? So it was I the perfect was a great illustration. illustration. And you yeah. and Zach leaned into that a bit too. Yeah, totally. Um, I think corporate confession is mm-hmm. super important. And at the same time, I think hard in our own individualistic kind of ego driven culture. Right. You know? All right. So Erica, why don't you lead us off? We're doing what in the world, which is something that kind of caught our attention. That's kind of interesting, weird, odd. And Bizarre. there's plenty of that in Daniel. Yes. There and is. then we'll do what in the <clears throat> word, which is something that you sense God speaking to you about through that passage. So how about you? What in the world from Daniel 9 through 10? What grabbed your attention? Yeah, I think uh, what I want to talk about hits on both of those. What in the world and what in the word. Ooh. And here we're in these two chapters talking a lot about angelic beings. Nice. But when you read, they're not necessarily identified as angels, right? You have in 9 that you have one of... Uh, in nine, it's the man, Gab- Gabriel, yeah. Gabriel. I always get the Spanish. Gabriel. Gabriel, yes. Um, That's awesome. Probably man, closer to the original. Gabriel, yes, yeah. right? And then in 10, it's one of the chief princes mm. who is Michael. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, we've got two very prominent angelic figures here and they're just showing up to Daniel and Daniel, you know, I mean, yes, he's awestruck and all of the things, but he's comfortable just kind of being in the presence of these divine being. And I just think that's, that's really fun and interesting and hard for us to even grasp. Yeah. I love that they introduce themselves too. Mm-hmm. And that there's this personality, personhood right. to them. That... You can very much miss it if mm-hmm. you don't. It is interesting too. I think this is the first time Gabriel is mentioned in the Bible. Yep. And his name means man of God or mm-hmm. warrior of God. And it's kind of like a super, I won't say tough guy imagery, but it's really that you find your strength from God mm-hmm. type of a thing. So it's a really interesting. I never really realized his name meant that. 
Yeah. Hmm. Uh, for an angel. So we should also carry significance then. Yeah. And one side note here is I'm always, I was mentioning this earlier. I was, I'm always surprised by how many people when you're in a kind of a big room and you're talking about angels, uh, which doesn't happen all the time, but you know, you could, might end up in that kind of discussion. How many people have said they've had some sort of angelic encounter or wonder if they have. Mm-hmm. There's been something that's just a little different. They've been in trouble. They were going through something. Someone appears, helps them, can't find that person again. I mean, there's all these kind of different kind of encounters people have. So I always wonder, uh, like scripture says, we should yeah. entertain all people because right. we might be entertaining angels. Right. Right. You know? In Hebrews, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting to me. That's that's a great one, uh, Erica. How about you, Tom? So what in the world? So there's plenty of what in the world going on here, <laughs> but one of the ones is the numbers, like 70 times 7 or 7 sets of 70 sets of 7 uh, time frames or what we would say is years. And then they go with 62 and 7. So it's a total of 69. And so just it's tempting for us always to try and make a mathematical equation out of it because we just love to try and figure out when we want to know exactly when Give things are going to happen. Yeah. And they just, the early writers and these original readers weren't interested in that really. Um, they were interested in the significance of the numbers. And I just love like the 70 sets of seven and just even leaning into that. Well, seven sevens would have been um, the time of Jubilee because they would have a Sabbath year every seven years And then on the 50th year, after the seven sets of seven, they were supposed to take a complete year off. And Israel never did this successfully. But it was essentially God is saying, I'm going to give Israel the jubilee that it's never had. The land, Hmm. the prop, the the buildings, the people. Yes, debts were paid. Slaves were made free. Everything was an automatic reset. Can you imagine if our economy was just reboot? Everybody's even. We start the game over. And that's what it was supposed to be for them. And so God was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to cause a reset. Hmm. Um, and then even the the 69 plus two is like there's one short, one set of seven short, um, meaning like that time is not yet fulfilled. And hmm. so just the significance of those numbers, it's it's fascinating and potentially deep in and of itself, no less meaningful. If I think more significant for me anyways. Then the idea of adding things up math, and then making it a math coming equation. up with some kind of uh, date, date or timeline. You know, yes. 88 reasons why Christ is returning in 1988. Right. Only to discover it didn't happen. Yeah. And then it, the next time, and then well, the, you know, so far everybody's been wrong. So right. it seems kind of a futile effort. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's interesting for me. What in the world? I, I thought it, it was interesting in Daniel chapter 10, uh, verse four and five. I was talking to Brad Zimmerman about this one. It says on April 23rd, as I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris river, I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing, you know, it kind of goes on, but the whole on April 23rd, it's just because, you know, that date is any, any April 23 date. birthdays out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. If so, this event took place on your day. The reason we know is because this day is cross-checked with dates in Persian records Mm-hmm. It's accurate wow, that's cool. to our modern calendar. So this event occurred April 23rd, 536 BC, 536 yeah. BC. And we have other external historical sources that corroborate that. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is really cool. fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think Brad Zimmerman said it this way, like it made the Bible feel more real yeah. like yeah. in our time and space. So I thought that was really interesting. So um, how about what in the word? What in the word? Um, we'll start with you, Tamps. Oh, all right. Uh, so I was impressed with the angel encounter, mm-hmm. 
But the repeated refrain to Daniel, particularly of, uh, and I'll just read it. This is in chapter 10, verse 11. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. Hmm. So listen carefully to what I have to say. Um, He encourages them, stand up, be strong. Don't be afraid. And then since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. Hmm. I have come in answer to your prayer. And so just recently on two occasions with things that I've been really asking God, because we're pressing into prayer right now in this season, mm-hmm. right? With our yep. 24-7 prayer vigil. And so I'm trying to ask big and God has not answered my requests the way I've wanted him to. Mm-hmm. And I've been highly disappointed in that. Maybe and things have been frustrated by the Prince of Persia or something. Maybe yeah. that's possible. Yeah. But I've actually been asking God for a dream or a vision or some kind of unveiling to allow me to see what is, in fact, going on. Because I know God is working, but he's not doing it the way I want. And Mm -hmm. so I'm left with this frustration that I'm trying to be completely open and honest with God about. But then also that to think of Daniel as highly favored, then what does that make me? If Mm -hmm. God's not answering my prayers the way I want to, and it's tempting to think I'm not very favored kind of a thing. You're more flavored. Uh, flavor, flavor. <laughs> so, but that's stinking thinking, right? That's yeah, not that accurate. Is. It's not true. And so I, it's been one of those conversations that I've been having to have with God about like, what does that look like that favor? And I love that Daniel was so highly favored, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just kind of wrestling with God on what it means for God to answer prayers the way I want to, or not answer and still trust and still trust also that I'm loved. Mm-hmm. and accepted and not doing something wrong. So yeah, that's yeah. good. Erica, for you, you're kind of what in the world and what in the word were kind of similar, same type mm-hmm. of thing with the angels. What for you, how do you bring that into your kind of life today? That's kind of like a question you've wrestled with. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. I'm going to try not to rabbit trail too much here, but um I've been back in the States for eight years. And before that I lived in Honduras for seven And I remember returning and really struggling with this question of in our Western West Michigan culture of, you know, how is it that I lived in Honduras where we often talked about angels and demons and powers and all of that. Right. The supernatural realm. Yes. Very much. Very much. And um, in that culture, it was so it was not a common thing to talk about mental health and, and all of that. There weren't services for people with mental health issues. And so it was literally like you pray. And while I'm not a believer of just like pray it away, I don't think that's how we're called to be. It was, they were so dependent on God and like you would see things that I have not seen here in West Michigan culture. Right. And so I'd wrestle with the question of what is spiritual warfare? What is mental health? And what are some of those issues? And just like, you know, all that goes. Very packed question, right? Because now I'm back in West Michigan. I work in jails and have Uh seen a whole bunch of stuff regarding addictions, mental health, all of that. And it's like, I can't help but ask the question, what is mental health that we've disguised as something more spiritual. And then in some cases, what is more spiritual that we disguise as mental health? Oh, that's good. Um, and so yeah. very packed question, but yeah. it kind yeah. of all ties together in this conversation as we look at Daniel being so comfortable with these beings and even in, he's so dependent and we have in, uh, what is it? 
18 here, 1018, where he says that another appearance of a man touched him and strengthened him and said, oh, man, greatly loved, fear not. Peace be with you. Be strong and of courage. Kind of reminding me of the passage back in Joshua, right? But it's just like these constant reminders of be courageous, fear not, and um, it just goes to show us this goodness of God, you know, Mm -hmm. even in... You know, I'm looking at Thompson right now, but the the wrestle of like, God, you're not answering my prayers in the way I've asked. But we look at Daniel and we see like, but he is still good, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah, that character part. And if if I could throw out to you, maybe you've landed in a in a different spot, but just like I, I like being able to see things holistically mm-hmm. and understanding that the spiritual, the physical and the emotional all interplay. Mm-hmm. They both affect each other and are impacted by each other. Absolutely. And so like, I, I love, let's go for all of them, you know, yes. um, and, you know, when it comes to whatever healing or, um, prison ministry or whatever. Mm-hmm. I could yeah. talk about this for a while, so yeah. I know we're <laughs> limited, but yeah. yes. Yeah. Just that's a thought. Good. No, I think that's really helpful. And I think for me, I can tell that I tend to under spiritualize things, which you wouldn't expect from a quote unquote pastor, But I think growing up in West Michigan. Why did you put quotes around that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't like to be called pastor. Yeah, I got it. Typically. I'm with uh, you. Because I feel like we're all we're all in this together. I don't like any kind of sense of. But you uh, are, in fact, a pastor. Yes. Just to be clear. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Uh, I derailed you. Yeah, thanks. It's okay. You can call me reverend. Actually, that'd be better. (laughs) But the idea, though, that I think I tend to under spiritualize things. And my wife actually kind of calls me on that sometimes, like. Hey, could this be something uh, kind of a spiritual element here? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But I just assume, you know, so I think that was a really good challenge, um, Erica, just to be able to think about and discern what could this be? Could it be different than I expect or maybe a whole Mm -hmm. combination of it? Mm -hmm. For me, the what in the word Daniel 9, 17 and 19 says, oh, our God, hear your servant's prayer. Listen, as I plead for your own sake. Lord, smile again on on your desolate sanctuary. He's talking about the temple. So this is Daniel praying for Jerusalem, for God to like, hey, I think our time's up to get out of exile. Let's put your temple back together and all that stuff. He says, oh, my God, lean down, listen to me, open your eyes, see our despair, see how your city, the city that bears your name, lies in ruins. We make this plea, not because we deserve help, but because of your mercy. And then he says, oh, Lord, hear, oh, Lord, forgive, oh, Lord, listen and act. For your own sake, do not delay, oh my God, for your people in your city, bear your name. So I I just thought it was interesting how he calls on God to listen and respond and his passion and ache uh, with his words and appealing. He's he's appealing to God's honor, to God's name, to God's glory, rather than just his own comfort, his people's Mm -hmm. comfort and, you know, his people's right to be back there. Like, this isn't fair. It's no, God, I really want my whole life focused on you getting honor and you getting glory. And it's my desire to see you be glorified and not me and not our people. So I just thought that was interesting how he ties so much the the people, the place of Jerusalem with God's honor and glory and appealing to that with God. Now, I, I'm hoping and praying he's got good motivations and he's not just like, all right, I know how to get God to move. <laughs> right. I'm going to appeal right. to his own self-interest. Mm-hmm. He's not manipulating. Yeah. It's, but it is like one of those things where a genuine sorrow about how, and I'm just thinking of us within the church context, mm-hmm. we've given Jesus a bad name yeah. in our country or in our culture. 
in large part, Jesus has gotten a bad name. And we have a lot to confess, I think, because mm-hmm. of that. And and that not for God to move differently because we deserve it, but because he deserves it and he is good and we want him to get all the good attention that he deserves. I think that's like, that's pretty cool and worth our probably imitating. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's good. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, listening to Daniel 9 through 10. And Erica, would you like head us out with a prayer? Are you cool to do that? I'm cool to do that. Awesome. God, I just thank you for the people listening and for this church and this study. I just pray, God, that we would be attentive to how you are speaking and moving and that as we're sitting here talking about angels and all of these mind-boggling things that are happening in the book of Daniel, that we would just pay attention to what is spiritual and what is emotional, what is healthy, and be in tune with how you're moving and how you're speaking. Allow us to notice and ask the harder questions and to lean into those And even in our West Michigan culture, where we don't talk a lot about this stuff, um, how do we acknowledge the powers that are at play and and just join you in that, God? We just pray that as we continue to study this book, that you would continue to reveal things to us and that we would be able to to just see who you are and how you're showing up in the book of Daniel and how this applies to our lives today. We love you and we worship you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Have a great day. See ya.